space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is Flower Power, starring Christopher Hastings as Begonia Blood Terror, Carly Minardo as Hellebore Choke Venom, Ali Fisher as Magentina Choke Venom, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Tactician's Log, Space Date, 470335.f. Though I take my duties aboard the CSS Cavalier very seriously, every so often I find old Begonia Blood Terror taking on what you might call extracurricular activities. I understand that my king, his bountiful flora regent, Ranunculus VII, has begun to wilt. A pity. I understand a vessel has been dispatched from Angio Prime to ferry me back to my homeworld for the impending funeral. Seems like a bit much for little old me, but I suppose my exploits on the Cavalier must have impressed somewhat back at court. We open as Begonia Blood Terror, tactician of the CSS Cavalier, teleports onto the bridge of an Angiosperm ship, the Creeping Vine. It's been some time since Begonia has traveled with his people, but the overpowering aroma of pollen and nectar is like an overdose of sense memory. No metal here, every inch of this vessel is green. The panels, the chairs, the floors and ceiling are covered in verdant moss. Thick tree trunks frame the viewscreen, and not a single mammal is in sight. Every station is helmed by a proud angiosperm warrior, like the one holding a knife to Begonia's throat. <laughs> oh, look at this little weed who's found his way onto our ship. I'm no weed. I am a proud angiosperm, flowering with pollen, petals, fruit, and seed. No, you look like a pest to me. And Begonia, the angiosperm holding the knife to your throat, pushes you from behind, and as he does, he grabs one of your petals and he rips it off. Oh, you bitch! And uh, Begonia turns around and uh, fires out three projectile thorns from one of his branches. Make a laser's roll. A one, a success. You pierce him with those thorns. Oh, oh, ah, 
but they're only a deterrent. He lunges at you with the blade. Make a laser's roll to see if he can dodge. Another one. I dodge beautifully, my vines forming from a tangled mass into a perfect little circle to grab onto his shape and lasso him out of the way. Ah, let me go. Let me kill you like a man. I am no man. I am a flower. Find your men to kill elsewhere. You see all the other angiosperm have stood up and are watching the fight. They wait expectantly to see who the victor will be. With this other pesky little blade of grass pinned to the ground, Begonia searches for this thing's fruit. Does it have any? You can see its fruit. I squish it like a overripe raspberry. You are a warrior. And this angiosperm wilts and dies. Oh, oh, it was me or him. That is the angiosperm way. There's only so much sun for some of us. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! Yes, yes! They all clap and cheer. Oh ho ho! Well done! Two ensigns pick up the body of this crewman and carry it off. Now, who told that little so-and-so that was a good idea? Does he not know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that's the only way to greet someone on an angiosperm ship. At least that's the way I was raised. The captain stands up. He's a tall, imposing angiosperm with an eye patch. (laughs) Greetings, Begonia. My name is Baby's Breath Nightmare. Greetings, Captain Nightmare. You can call me Baby's Breath. Greetings, Baby's Breath. We are glad to have you back amongst your brethren, but I'm afraid it is with dark tidings. The the king has passed. Already? No. Yes, I'm sorry we couldn't get you back in time. May his fertilizer honor him for decades to come. Yes, he will he will produce much rich soil when he decomposes. So should we all. So should we all. So should we all. Begonia, you are not the only passenger traveling aboard this vessel as we return to Angio Prime. Allow me to introduce and he turns, beckoning to two angiosperms seated in the corner of the bridge. Who do we see? Um, we see Hellebore Choke Venom of House Choke Venom. She has long, lithe vines tumbling to the ground like a skirt. She has, she has pinkish white scalloped petals that are each tipped with a point. Her inner petals conceal a cluster of eyes peering out at you. Hello. And next to her is Magentana Choke Venom. And if you're picturing Lily of the Valley, you're right. She's got a dipped petal head, small and dipped petal hand-like situations. And that's kind of what you need to know. But she has a full face inside of the head petal. And how rude of me, Christopher Hastings, to not introduce our listeners to Begonia Blood Terror's visuals. Begonia Blood Terror is a seven-foot-tall um, begonia-looking creature. Uh, he has green leaves with white spots, a long and complicated uh, prehensile root system that he uses for legs and arms, and beautiful red flowers uh, from under which big old eyeballs peep out. Ah, greetings, choke venoms. I 
hope someone on board has already attempted the proper greeting. Begonia, what a pleasure. A blood terror. <laughs> Finally, among our ranks. Among our ranks. <laughs> among our ranks. Welcome. Fabulous dispatching earlier. Thank you. It's been a long time since I've had the pleasure to enter a ship properly. You wouldn't believe what these humans and other races do. I've never met a human. Oh, sure you have, Magentana. Of course, they people our gardens. Sometimes <gasps> we pluck their beautiful faces off their heads. They don't feel a thing. I forgot how I got my face. <laughs> it was one of them. I've actually <laughs> recently discovered that, um, that humans don't feel pain to be a myth. Not that it matters. No, no. Yes, they do. How could they feel? They have no roots. They have no roots. They have something that looks a lot like roots, which is my theory on how it works. It's called a nervous system. And because it looks like roots, they pretend to have feelings like us. No. So you admit it's pretend. They're very convincing. It's like mm. fish, which I've also never seen. Begonia, I worry that your time among the humans and other soft folk has made you in turn soft. I saw you break a sweat earlier. Madam Chokvenom, I swear to you, that was no sweat, merely sap. There's no place for me to put it with those humans, who I will admit I am missing less and less Every second I am among your people. <laughs> Come walk with us. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Begonia shuffles along. Take a quarter turn about the room. Magentana uh, sort of hops along in a pot. She has, uh, <laughs> it's a pot that she has enjoyed for this occasion. It is a, um, an unglazed clay that's become fashionable as of late. Please excuse my sister's clattering. She is devoted to her finery. Of course, I respect you bringing along your own supply of dirt. That's the thing. You never quite know when you're ready to snack. <laughs> of course, there will be a banquet later in the solarium. Oh. You mustn't fill up too much. <gasps> Tell us you'll come. Oh, of course. I'm desperately hungry for sunshine, dirt, and water. You're so in luck. That's exactly what I've heard will be there at this banquet of ours. It's so fabulous to have you on board. It's really been such a long time since we've had a blood terror. It's really exciting. You keep saying that. You know, I've never actually met another one myself. I'm sorry? I forgive you. Oh. <laughs> this was simply etiquette. Yes, it's, no, I you've was. You've never uh, met another. No, uh, of course, you know, whenever I. Um, Fought as a seedling to the surface of our birthing land, Hell's Eden. Hmm. By the time I reached the top, the blood terror who had deposited my seed was long gone, off to other worlds, I suppose. I've heard rumors of you, Begonia. Is it true you had a Scottish nanny? <laughs> That's true. I had a Scottish nanny. She was a talking terrier. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she wasn't also a talking terror. <laughs> she was. Brutal. But that's how we like it! <laughs> well, so we're told after we survive the experience. Tell me, Begonia, 
Have you any conjecture on who may take the throne in dear departed Ranunculex's the seventh place? Gossip, simply. You must understand. We always like a little bit of gossip. <laughs> My word, I haven't kept up with palace intrigue and politics for quite a while. I'll be very curious to see who jockeys for the throne once Ranunculus is put into the ground. Not that it matters to us, but, you know, it's always interesting to see what might happen. I've heard some rumblings that the Mintha clan have been rather aggressive in how they've taken over other planets. Rather weed-like of them, honestly. But uh, they may mm. find a strength in that. Don't make me wilt. <laughs> I would never. I don't see it at all. <laughs> I don't see it. Magentina is given to her dramatic wilting. Hella, don't speak ill of me while I'm in your presence. You would prefer it to the things I have to say to you behind your back, dear sister. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, from what planet are you uh, finding new pollen and new plants, new fertile grounds for sticking yourself in? Well, you see... The throne has been a bit strange in what planets it's picked recently. There's so many fertile ones out there, but it's been withholding, as it were. Withholding? Yes. I I think there's so many wonderful planets and soils out there that for some reason the royalty didn't go after those simply gossip. I don't care for that. I myself find no art in taking over an already fertile planet. Why not get your roots into a, a sandy, inhospitable planet, you know? Make a difference. Start breaking things down, introducing new things to the soil. That's a takeover. Ooh, I can respect that. I haven't really picked for myself. It's why I travel on a spaceship that I shouldn't talk about. There we go. Oh, we know all about your little doghouse they keep you in. <laughs> doghouse? Is that a reference to my nanny? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't when I practiced it earlier, but it is now. I've got to stay on your roots. I jest, but of course you know I have great respect for the House of Blood Terror. Why, it was a proud house that held the throne for centuries. Do you know this about your own line? I had heard, but I could never believe it. It's far easier for me to believe that it was something just to keep me in check and keep me from roaming the galaxy. After all, I knew no parent. Why should I care what sort of position they may have held? Oh, you can't fight your own nature, can you? And what nature should that be? Um, Hellebore looks, she bows her petals over to Magentina and whispers something that you can tell is just like a little bit catty. And then just (laughs) smugly turns to you without responding. Seed of the ancient throne, come with us, come to the banquet. We simply must find some delightful things to pass the time. Very well. We fade to the ready room of the creeping vine. Like the bridge, it's just completely covered in plant stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it, yep. Hellebore and Magentina clink glasses of sap with Captain Baby's Breath Nightmare. (laughs) So, have you planted the seeds? What else would you have us gardeners do? I believe that his eyes seek out the throne that is abandoned, yes. 
I am not as confident as Magentina in the metal of this flower. Well, if he lacks metal, that is all the better for us. All the better to mold and wield, right? Yes. Yes. I believe he's a firm truck by which we can graft our own intentions on. <laughs> Perfect. If he wavers, kill him. <laughs> we would never let him waver. Don't you worry. Good. Hellebore's vines creep around Magentina's, forming a plant-like fist, shaking it in predetermined triumph. Baby's breath also gets his vines in there, too. On three. One, One two, two, three. The, the throne! throne. <laughs> we cut now to a large open room on the creeping vine. Though the room is, yes, super planty, the ceiling is dominated by a massive skylight. As we enter, we see giant mirrors on the exterior of the ship turn and reflect starlight from the galaxy into the room, filling it with an almost blinding sunlight. The rich, loamy soil arranged in a circular pattern teems with life. <laughs> the doors open. The room is already filled with angiosperms beginning this feast of sunlight. Oh, this is great. Feels like some days the only sunlight I get on the Cavalier is the stuff that comes out of the meat processors. Barely sunlight at all. Tastes like cow. And uh, Begonia uh, finds a good-looking lump of dirt and just sinks his roots into it, like, just, like, grabbing mud. Mmm, nice. Yes. Yeah. Begonia, your roots soak it up. They are happy little clams if clams were roots. They they instantly dig in and branch out and stretch across the room. You find your roots intermingling with the roots of the other angiosperms. This is feeding time. You're all, you feel a sense of warmth and conviviality and like-mindedness with your people. It's not like you have telepathy or empathy, but you have in the superpowered sense, but you do feel a bond with these other angiosperms that you haven't felt until now. Oh boy, I love dirt. Um, yeah, Begonia looks around, like who's nearby? Well, you see Captain Baby's Breath mm -hmm. and uh, Hellebore and Magentina at the head of the table. They're laughing and talking amongst each other. Uh, and many other angiosperm officers are seated in the circular pattern. About three places down from you, you see an older angiosperm, a wise angiosperm, with a bit of a mossy beard. <laughs> yeah, so Begonia tries to catch this older plant's eye and says, like, good dirt. <laughs> Without looking at you, he says, yes, I know. You look like you've um, gone through a few seeding cycles. <laughs> uh, Weird thing to lead with. Oh, uh, I don't run into, honestly, many of our kind. I've lost a bit of my touch with etiquette. Oh, it's, it's fine, Magoon. It's fine. Oh, you know my name. <laughs> of course I know your name, Begonia. Ah, uh, and, and who might you be? You have me at advantage. Why, I am General Dandelion Torture. 
honored to meet your acquaintance, General Torture. Begonia, you know this name well. Dandelion is a war hero. There's no other way to put it. Decades ago, he led the Angiosperms to several stirring victories against the Space Birds. Okay, well. He has a storied career. It's a little bit like meeting a living legend. It's absolutely incredible to meet you here, to be sharing this dirt and this sun with you. Oh, well, the order is all mine. I, well, I haven't seen you since you were seated. Oh, my. Well, that was, that was quite a fight to get out of, but uh, that is oh, our yes, way, yes. of course. Your parents were so proud. Oh, I didn't know they saw. Well, they, they didn't stay too long, but <laughs> they were proud of every seating. I, in truth, uh, to protect myself, have done my best not to really think about my parents. Um, but as they've come up rather recently, I'm, I find myself to be more curious about my family line. Can you tell me anything about them? About House Blood Terror? Yes. Where to begin? The story of your family stretches back. Thousands of seasons, Begonia. Yours was. I'll, I'll cut. I'll, I'll. I'll stop being coy. I recently told we were royalty at some point. Is that right? We ha We were. We were in charge. Oh yes, Begonia. You didn't know. Had no idea. I have been off working for humans. You know, this is why I have long said that they do not teach enough history at the nursery. <laughs> well. Who has the time in that place? There's so much learning about fighting and seeding and fighting and flowering and fighting yes, and yes, fruiting yes, and yes, fighting so, and fighting. So much fighting, yes, yes. And that's important too. You can't not have the fighting. You can't fruit if you can't fight. Yeah. You can't fruit if you can't fight. <laughs> yes, Begonia, about mm, 300 seasons ago, your family uh, came to power. Aha. Uh -huh. There was a line of about, oh, what was it? Oh, about ten blood terror flora regnants. Ten. That's pretty good. That's a good track record. Really says something about the genes in there. That's very interesting. Yes, yes, a very powerful house. Yes, they they ruled over a period of prosperity from our people. We conquered many fertile worlds in that time. The blood terrors were good at it too. Oh, this is going great. I'm having a resume written right in front of my petals. This is fabulous. And then things took a turn. Okay, now that um, that's very curious because I really thought everything was great and uh, this was going to be easy. Their interests drifted, you see. It became something of a burden to hold the crown, as I'm sure you know. The flora regnant is rooted permanently into the soils of Angio Prime. They may never travel the stars. Of course, nor should they. We need a strong, firm root system in the Regency. Well, your ancestors grew tired of being stuck there. They craved the wonder, the adventure, the riches that the galaxy had to offer. Oh, sure, I understand. I've done it. I've done that. And, of course, there was all the intrigue and subterfuge and assassinations, you know. But a good Flora Regnant could, uh, could work around that, would know how to play it right, would um, use expertise from his time traveling the stars, perhaps. 
and he would never have to deal with the indignities of a human gardener ever again. No, I suppose he wouldn't. Well, that's very interesting. You should know, of course, that though they had these desires, their fall from power was not entirely peaceful. They were conspired against. They were usurped, you see, Mm -hmm. by another powerful house. Dandelion, what are you bending Begonia's petals about over there? Oh, um, well, it's funny you should be here, Hellebore. I don't think anything I do is funny. I'm serious. All right, well, weird. (laughs) But yes, I was just imparting a little history on Begonia, and I had reached sort of where House Choke Venom comes into play. Oh, here. This is where Choke Venom comes into play. Begonia, can we steal you for a moment? I can't turn down such a request, and besides... uh, General Dandelion has made it pretty clear what was going to happen at the next part of the story. Your manners are a credit to you, Begonia. Until next time, General. And she sort of starts guiding Begonia to a different part of the of the room. But before she leaves, she like shoots a look at the general and makes a little like <laughs> slashing motion against the petals at the bottom of her face. General Dandelion barely regards you. Well, I barely regard him, so who fucking won that one? Who fucking won that one? (laughs) (laughs) You make your way towards Magentana, who uh, has sort of like a cool girl wallflower vibe going on. She's like sort of by herself uh, in a way that's like fine. And she has a new pot on. And this one has like um, a lovely little design and it's blue and white. And there's like little diamonds all over it is the, the blue part of the pot. Begonia, Begonia. Ah, Magentana. I see you've changed for dinner. What a fabulous costume. (laughs) You know how to make a girl feel special. You were talking to the lion. How did that go? Anything strange or nice come up? Oh, you've reminded me. I owe the general an explanation about my absence at a gala earlier this year. If you don't mind, I will go and make my apologies and come right back. Fare thee well, Hella. Fare thee well, Magentana. Fare thee well. Hellebore is going to slither her vines back to the general who slighted her. And she's just going to uh, very subtly, as she speaks to him, curl a tendril around his back. Yeah, we only see this sort of out of the corner of our eye as Begonia is speaking to Magentana. And we see her lean in. What about this light, huh? And he sort of slumps over. Oh, it's absolutely terrific. And she bows away and starts slithering back to the other side of the room. The brightest, isn't it? Yes, yes. The ship that I'm on replicates light. They make it out of meat. Make light out of meat. meat. Oh, there you are. Here I am. Peculiar. So here I love a classic scorcher. Oh, very nice. Have you tried a springtime with a drizzle, a sun shower? Oh, it's been a sun It's been seasoned, simply. Begonia, as they're talking to you, you feel a tremble through the root network. One of the dinner guests has died. <gasps> Begonia looks around. Did everyone feel that? Oh, what? What? Hey, what's going on? They all look and see. <gasps> General Dandelion Torture has wilted. <laughs>
I knew he was old. I could definitely tell he was old, but I didn't know he was autumn old. I'm so sorry. The dear general. You know, he hasn't been himself ever since Ranunculex has passed. May his fertilizer honor him for years to come. May it honor him. So should we all. So should we all. So should we all. Dead, 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 dead. Uh, two ensigns come and carry him away. This is the problem with wearing your own pot. I didn't feel a thing. Oh, Magenta, now we can see that you've still felt it quite keenly. You must excuse my sister. She is the sentimental one of us, too. And as if a morning dew is upon her, you see Magenta appears to be tearing up. Oh. It's just that it's such a wonderful community. I think you should really go for the throne. Oh. What my sister means to say is that with your history, which I believe you are now further abreast of, surely it would be unimaginable, unthinkable now to leave knowing what you now know and not be tempted toward the throne. It's excruciatingly tempting, I will tell you that. I've... Just in the short time I've been here among our own people, among real dirt and real sunlight and without human gardeners, I've really become tempted by getting rooted in there permanently and, you know, maybe using some of my experience seeing other worlds, harsh worlds, lovely worlds, in-between worlds. Of course. Begonia, this isn't just talk. You are feeling nourished and charged in a way you haven't in months. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're on a little high. This is like, this soil rules, the sunlight, the 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 humid air. I feel like a phone that you've had for six months, and then you just realized it still had the plastic film on it, and you take yeah. it off. Yeah. Uh, you know, but plant-styled. Plant-styled. Plant-style. <laughs> and of course, Begonia, you wouldn't only have your own experience to draw from. Why, House Choke Venom has many, many a storied history of serving the Flora Regnant. And forgive me for my emotions. I just simply... I've always been in the debt of blood terrors who have sought out already fertilized planets and taken them over. It's so important to us. What else are we to do without the soil of conquered planets? And as an experienced traveler, surely you would have the stamen, if I may be so bold, to take over more hostile terrain and expand our reach further. Yes, and I think we should. Oh! I think we should. I completely agree. It drives me crazy about the Vanguard. We go to some shithole with good dirt that's just being abused by birds and by horses and space creatures. Mm. Mm. And I say a nice flower would do well here. A good tree. A good tree should could be make here. any land a fertile one. It disgusts me. But also some of them are nice. So, you know, I do have to balance that. <laughs> well, there are so many, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the smart one. Just the there, are so many, <laughs> there are mm-hmm, so many. There are so many planets. Yes. Yes, we're finding a new one all the time. Well, what do you say then? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll, I'm going to. 
yes. Begonia, we support you in your decision and the decision that you came to on your own. Yeah, Begonia is just like, it's like his his vision is clouded by all this variety of pollen and the, the bright sunshine. He is high out of his mind, and this seems like the best idea ever. Do my flowery ears deceive me, or will our very esteemed passenger here make a claim for the floral throne? Yes! Here, here! I, Begonia of House Blood Terra, do formally apply for the job of Flora Regnant. <laughs> then I... Captain Baby's Breath Nightmare of House Nightmare shall pledge myself and my ship to you. Oh, shit! Dirt! 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 Death to all enemies! Death to all enemies! Fruit! Fight! Fruit! Fight! I don't know that chant. I don't actually. I just tried to make it happen. Greetings! I am Gorstar! And I am Zelzor. We are two elder gods of the cosmos. We have seen as constellations take their first sweet breath, and watched as Z-beams dance on the Eye of Capricorn. For the past billion years, we have been on a great search. We seek to find the greatest deals in the galaxy! Gorstar, I believe I have found it. Zelzor! Spill! Have you heard of the podcast, Oh These, Those Stars of Space? With Ali Fisher? Of course! Did you know you can join their Patreon for just five Earth dollars a month? That already sounds good, but what does that get you? An entire new Patreon-exclusive episode every month. Zelzor, I cannot believe what I'm hearing! These episodes, are they shorter than the free ones? No, they are full-length Patreon-exclusive adventures. And Zelzor, is Grunda in them? Sometimes. Well, you've proven it. That is the greatest deal in the galaxy! I hope $5 a month doesn't also get you access to the These Those Discord, exclusive arts, and oh, These Those Chats of Show, the chat podcast where they answer fan questions. It does, Gorstar. It does. Ha <laughs> ha! Incredible! We've done it. What shall we do now, Zelzor? Our task is complete. Well, first we should go to... Patreon.com slash space to subscribe. Hopefully there's a link in the show notes. Yes, of course. And after that, let's eat a giraffe. <laughs> we fade to the private quarters of Begonia Blood Terror aboard the Creeping Vine. Or should I say, the private quarters of soon-to-be-king Begonia Blood Terror? Oh, narrator, don't get ahead of yourself. You're right. The doors open and you walk in the room. <laughs> oh, it's, this is crazy. This is I could do it. I could... Oh, to finally be rooted for good in the homeland of my people. All this wandering over... And then 
do some real good for the galaxy, for all of the angiosperms. Yes, no, I... You're hailed. Now's the time to be... Bo oh, hello. Hello. Uh, hello, this is Begonia. Hello, this is Bobbly. Bobbly, what are you doing? What? What? Why are you calling? You are uh, my papa. Uh, did I agree to that, or did I maybe agree to a friendly uncle? I did say papa. Oh, boy, I really... I'll take a commitment if it shows up in front of me. I'm slowly <laughs> discovering that about myself. Yes, Papa's so funny. Bobbly, I'm writing a joke. All right. So it's, it's perfect that my Papa is so funny. Uh -huh. Because Bobbly need, need the, the, the headline. You need me to write the punchline for the joke you've written the setup for. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's give it a shot. Go ahead, Boobily. Okay, okay. So, uh, what do you get when you cross a garlic with uh, with a French fry? Um, I don't, I don't know. You want me to to make up something funny that that would be? Yes, Boobily does not know. I see, I see. <laughs> a garlic with a French fry. That's. Let's see here. Uh, French I fry. Think can oh. change. Well, no, we, this is the workshopping process. Bobbly can say, instead, uh, maybe she say, maybe she say, uh, Bobbly, what do you get when you cross Papa with a Bobbly? I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, but the silly Papa must know. Oh, we need the joke, of course. Um, uh, um, a terrifying... Uh, psychic rose. Uh, I will tell that joke. Uh -huh. uh, to, I will tell that joke to the breach of the of the cavalier, and the bubbly will be made the captain. <laughs> Maybe uh, you certainly have all sorts of unknown abilities. Yes, I got a tiny ship inside out with my little head. Bubbly, you don't need me to tell you not to do that, right? Oh, you but understand? Bubbly does. Bubbly does need Papa. Uh, well, um... When do you come home, huh? I, I have a spaghetti for you. Maybe you can come to my new home. You have a new home? Uh, not yet. Uh, there's things to be worked out, and I'm sure they'd love your spaghetti. You tell Bobbly when you have a new home, and Bobbly come there, and we can sleep together in a big cereal box, okay? I uh, will work out something good. Okay. And what was the, uh, how you say, well, uh, como se llama the thing you said for the, the joke? So I remember. Um, a, a, terrifying, a terrifying psychic, psychic rose. rose. Okay. Okay. Bobbly love you, okay? Okay. 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 Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. The Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking damn it. All right, I have to go back out of this. I can't do this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cute. You're hailed again, Begonia. Okay. Hello, this is Begonia Blotera. Hello, Begonia. This is General Dandelion Torture. General, you've recovered. If you're hearing this, oh. it means <laughs> I have perished. Uh-huh. 
One of those, you get it. You know, we can't talk now, like I can't respond to what you're saying. If I do, it's merely a coincidence, my good boy. Your father used to love coincidences, oh yes. He was my most trusted gun on the battlefield when I knew old Zinnia Blood Terror was by my side. Why, no space bird could stand against us. Ah, I'm getting ahead of myself. I've died. <laughs> you should, I think, be definitely worried about the choke venoms. Oh, that's right. He was about to tell me something about the choke venoms. I got distracted by the choke venoms. I'll have tried to tell you this in person, but if you're getting this message, you know that what happened, and it's not good for me. <laughs> so I'm doing this now as sort of a precaution. Anywho, they're bad news. Oh. The choke venoms, since they first flowered, have always used dishonorable tactics to accumulate power and influence in the highest reaches of the angiosperm court. You cannot trust them. They only serve themselves. If they tempt you with power and prestige, you must know that they only seek to install you as a puppet. But, go, you know, you might have something to say here. <laughs> So I'll pause. I was about to launch into something, but I, it occurred to me that maybe you would have something you'd want to say just to yourself. So here's a pause for that. That's all right. I'd only be talking to myself. I can do Anyways. that later. <laughs> Anyways, you must realize that you are in grave danger. For if they do tempt you with such offers, your backing out will surely mean your death, much like mine. If you stand against them, they will kill you. If you stand with them, they will control you. This is a very difficult position, Begonia. What your mother Daisy might have called a real bad time. <laughs> you would have liked her, I think. <laughs> Begonia is just is seated now, just watching and looking at the progress bar. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I should get going. I'm excited to meet you at dinner. Oh, boy. Well, this is rather thorny, isn't it? Ugh. It's up to me now by myself. Well, I definitely need to figure out a way to not take this position and not die in the process. We cut to the bridge of the Creeping Vine. The captain sits in council with Hellebore and Magentina. So everything seems to be going according to plan? Yes, I believe we've got him. We barely had to sink our teeth in him at all. He was so ravenous for power by the end of it all. It's that classic blood terror stock. Yes, they're a prideful house, always have been. Mm. Prone to styling themselves as legends and heroes, as it were. Concerned about him as a real threat, of course, no matter what his military record may say. After all, he's been slumming it with the Concilium. How tested could he properly be? Yes, yes, there's little chance for glory in the Vanguard. <laughs> Plus, his time away from Angio Prime leaves little others with the chance of influencing him. He's ours for the taking. And what do we think of my pot? 
Uh, you see Magentina has uh, yet another pot. Magentina, I don't know what the fuck you want from me half the time. <laughs> Compliments! <laughs> Magentina, it's a, it's a, it's a good no, pot. No, don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't. Why well, it's a good pot. Come on, if a girl comes in here wearing a pot, we have to say congratulations. It's a beautiful pot. Congratulations, you changed your outfit for the third time tonight. It has raspberries on it. Huh. Paintings of raspberries are grotesque. They're a cousin of mine and yours, Hella. <laughs> Look, if we're worried about this throne situation, why don't I go lure him to it now? Show him the throne. Show him the good dirt. Show him what could be his. Yes, Gentina, why don't you and your third part of the evening really seal the deal? Okay, <laughs> I can take a hint. I'm just saying, neither of you understands the value of a beautiful pot. If he sees that beautiful pot throne, he'll be like, wow. I think that'll make him take root there, and then we can be like, do this instead of that. That's the entire plan, Magentina, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off I go to knock, knock, knock upon his quarter doors. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Magentina. Goodbye, Magentina. She, like, moves in her pot in a way that's obviously intended to be like, don't stop <sighs> looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hellebore checks her phone. <laughs> <laughs> Did she come aboard the ship with all those pots, or is she, like, making them here? Oh, what do you think? We, uh, it takes forever to leave any place and go anywhere. She's constantly packing pots. Thank goodness they nest. Is she self-conscious about her roots? She's got perfectly fine roots. They look just That's like mine. That's what I assumed. They're fine. You know, not Yours are not, lovely. She's not a root model. Thank you. I mean, they're, they're, they're handsome. Thank you. Knock, knock, na-da-da-da, knock, knock. Come. <laughs> Hello, Begonia. Uh, Begonia has his four-foot-long uh, Vaser rifle disassembled on a bench where mm. he is um, oiling and cleaning all the pieces and putting it back together. Ah, Magentina. Begonia. Excuse me, I'm... Uh, I have to tend to my rifle. I keep it hidden among my my roots, of course. But Gonya, uh, don't you know that there is uh, an incredible replica of the yeah. throne here on the very on the very ship that you're on? And I I just thought I was going to go look. I thought you might want to go look, and we could go look at it together. That sounds lovely. Of course, I'd like to. Scope out what my future forever home will look like. <laughs> and um, uh, with a flurry of activity of all these branches and roots, the gun comes together like within a second. And then he tucks it back in deep inside of himself. Totally fine. Yes, yes, good. <laughs> um, you haven't mentioned my pot. <laughs> I always thought that after the third change, it was rude to acknowledge. Well, this is the third change, so after I agree. 
Would I hit number four? Don't mention it. But after the, the third one itself, you're allowed to mention the raspberries really took a lot of intricate work by the artisan <laughs> who designed it. Not me. Understood. Oh, here we go. Are those raspberries? Oh, stop. I will now stop. Oh, stop. Yes. Uh, okay, come along. I I would love to see this throne, but we must do it while there's still light because I simply get sapped of energy when there is not, and we are just bypassing a star. Right. Here we go. We cut to the <laughs> replica throne room. Lagonia. Magentana. Look upon such a throne and say to yourself, I don't want to sit here. How does that feel to you? Oh, that sounds crazy. Doesn't it? The throne itself, Begonia, as you take it in, or this replica at least, which is almost perfect, Mm -hmm. is a beautiful knotted wood throne covered in mosses and lichens. Its seat full of rich soils, allowing you to plunge in and take root and join with all of the past kings and queens and, and other flora regnant. Of course, when they die, when their reigns cease, their bodies harden and turn woody. Into more throne. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But this is fake. That's hot. But it's fake. But how fake? We don't know. Begonia tentatively makes his way up to the seat and sees that, you know, it's this throne, while made of beautiful, ancient, uh, hardy wood, is a bit toilet-like in that there is a big opening in the center with all the dirt so you can sink your roots in there. And he, he dips a bit of root right inside to take a, take a taste. Oh, that's... Well, it feels real, Magenta. It feels like the real thing. Begonia, can you make a feelings roll for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I failed. Whoa. Okay. It's good soil. It's good soil. You know, there's actually you've only we've only seen this thing from afar up until now, but up close, Magentina, I can see there's actually room for two if you'd like to sample it yourself. Magentina's uh, flowers or her petals sort of do that thing that like midday fully open blossom for a second, and then <laughs> they sort of retract. Um, and she sort of like ruffles her her stem to shake it off. Uh, passing curiosity, I assume. If you're self-conscious about leaving just the, your pot a little bit for the throne, I will happily look aside and Begonia demures in a masculine fashion. <laughs> uh, thank God, first of all. Yeah. As Begonia has turned away, Magentina, never having really entertained this idea before, looks upon the throne as if alone. And since he's turned away, she steps gingerly, scandalously, noodily out of her <laughs> pot and, and just dips as if she's like dipping a finger into a pool to see if the water is nice. Mm-hmm. Her root in. Magenta, can you make a feelings roll for me? Yes. I got a one. Okay. Magenta, you are overcome by this soil. It is the purest, finest, richest, loamiest earth you have ever put your roots into. You're always in those little pots. That soil gets used up fast. 
This is such high quality, and there's so much of it. You could really spread out here. Maybe if you were in charge. In a puff of pollen, Magentina tips her lily head back. Oh, well, that is nice, isn't it? And she, like, dips her root in even further. Well, it's just for the Florida Regnant, and uh, Begonia uh, hops out of the pot and actually, like, bumps Magentina's uh, dipped finger out as well. <gasps> we shouldn't, Terry. It's not for us yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I mean, for me yet, of course. <laughs> Thanks to your convincing. Just then, Hellebor, uh, Hellebor comes in. Nothing! She sees Magentina's nude roots. She sees fresh soil clinging indecently salacious salaciously to her roots and she looks wildly at Magentina trying a new pot on are we oh going for four in a night you're not supposed to comment on the fourth <laughs> I thought perhaps even you would show more restraint than this Magentina Hello, you don't know what it feels like to be me and to touch this fertile soil, and she digs her root in stronger. Oh. Usurper! Traitor! And Hellebore is going to lunge at Magentina. Begonia just uh, whistles and steps back a little bit, just like... <laughs> Unworthy Hella! Fade Magentina! Hellebore has got her tendrils wrapped around Magentina's stem right below her lily head and she's throttling her. Oh, careful, Hellbore. You might dip your own root into the dirt and taste how nice it is. Careful. It's not for you. Um, Hellebore is not listening to Begonia, but it doesn't matter because the momentum and, and the vehemence with which she has attacked Magentina has tipped her over into the soil and her roots take a large drink from it. Ooh. How's it feel? It's fucking good. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking rare. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, a, a shudder travels from Hellebore's root system all the way up to her petaled head, knocking petals loose. <laughs> Vulgar. Oh, my. And Magentina, still with one root dipped in the fertilizer feels Hella's euphoria upon engaging mm-hmm. with even just this false throne and realizes it was always them. <laughs> <laughs> they were always meant to rule together. No false throne, but the real one, it will be ours, Hella. How could I not have seen it must be this way? Why would that foolish baby's breath be wasting his time with intermediaries when he could have two queens? Not one, but two. Begonia, begonia! (laughs) (laughs) Hellebore, uh, Hellebore whips her petals towards Begonia. All right, now... Look, I may have thought this was a good idea and something you would like. All right. Tasted the power. Now you can keep it. I was reminded I have responsibilities elsewhere. I say yes to them very quickly and without much thought to my future. Hellebore has a prehensile vine that juts from her body. 
loose lips sink spaceships. And she ensnarls Begonia. Gah! We can't trust you to go now. You're too fickle, and you know too much. <sighs> well, I can't argue with that. But I must. And uh, Begonia produces his absolutely gigantic Rob Liefeldian Vaser rifle and unloads on the two of you, so conveniently rooted in place now as a single symbiotic life form. Begonia, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to make a lasers roll. Yeah, but for firing the laser gun, sure, sure. Yeah, but hiding this rifle inside yourself, brilliant tactic. That's gonna be a prepared lasers roll, my friend. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. I rolled a three, a success, and a four, a success. Begonia is a five. He loves his laser. <laughs> Light him up. <laughs> Great. Begonia unloads clip after clip of red, white, green, purple, hot vaser fire, each shot about the circumference of an arm. No, you don't deserve it. And with a like with her last gasp, Hellebore throws every vine she has attached to her stem, flailing at Begonia, but it's too late. It's they've been shredded with vaser fire, and they fall lifelessly all about him. Her petaled head explodes like a dandelion spore, blowing around the chamber. Magentana in shock reaches for her third pot of the night and isn't even able to grab it before she is ripped fibrous stem by fibrous stem. The petals of her lily of the valley head and hands are destroyed. (laughs) They just are, they- They're fucking toast. (laughs) They just get it. And as she falls, she coughs out a choke venom, always fruit, and choke venom, always fight. And she pops a couple seeds out. Begonia, as you stand there over the bodies of your two victims and these two fresh seedlings, something strange begins to happen. There's something amiss here. And then... It occurs to you, that feelings roll I had you make earlier that you failed. (laughs) What was that about? Oh, yes. You notice in the corner of the room, a bag, a bag of soil. This wasn't natural soil, no. It was very high quality, but still synthetic fertilizer from the space bird Tectopia, the great villains of the angiosperm kingdom. And yes, as the bodies of Hellebore and Magentina Choke Venom lie there in this rich but strange dirt with these two seedlings, the great biomass begins to shift and shape and grow into a strange gestalt monstrosity. It bellows at you. It is no longer Hellebore. It is no longer Magentina. It is something larger and far worse. It no longer schemes and intrigues. It rages and seeks to destroy you. It lunges at you. Ah, I try to dodge it. Make a lasers roll. 
Uh, I rolled my number. Do you want to ask me a question? Yes. I would love to call back up into this room so that I'm not the only one shooting at it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Can we do that? Yes. All right. Begonia dives and rolls over the attack, making his way quickly to the intercom system by the door. He smashes the button and says, All hands of the creeping vine! All hands of the creeping vine! Quickly, to the fake throne! There's a big monster here! The fake throne? What are you doing there? That was supposed to just be for uh, private time with me. I was scheming! Oh, of course. We'll be right there. <laughs> private time? <laughs> with me! With Bray! Begonia turns back around and starts uh, firing, dodging, firing, jumping, engaged, yeah, in combat. Yeah, you already got a laser feeling, so you're avoiding it, but it's, it's a huge beast in a small room. That's great. It's easier to hit that way. Big phaser gun. Begonia, this is a terrifying prospect, but it occurs to you there's really one good way to get rid of plants. Light them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is the greatest sin. But also, if it works, you're allowed. So I'm going to do it. Begonia rips off one of his own clusters of leaves mm -hmm. and shoots it with the vaser rifle like he was lighting a cigarette with a, again, a gigantic gun-sized lighter. Yes. And then he starts dancing around the giant monstrosity using this improvised torch to light leaf after leaf, branch after branch, turning this entire thing into a huge, flaming, probably stinky, more monstrous monstrosity. Great. It's already made of dead bodies. It <laughs> catches like a tinder. It screams. <gasps> and it begins to uh, fall apart. The room is filled with acrid smoke. Yeah, I gotta get out of there. Um, he's satisfied the job is done. He doesn't want to breathe this in. He runs for the door, opens it, leaves, slams it shut behind him. Just as you do, Captain Baby's Breath and a bunch of other angiosperm ensigns round the corner. Oh, did you? Yeah, you are too late. I had to do it all by myself. Well, you're well, well then. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And the throne? It was poisoned by space bats. Oh, um, space birds. Yeah, I, well, I, that's... I, it was easy to recognize the markings of the bag of synthetic fertilizer that comes from the space bird Home Depot. All of the ensigns start, like, looking around at each other, like, space birds, space birds, what do you mean space birds? And the captain is sort of like, oh, um... Home Depot. Space birds... Uh, the, the, the terrible and evil space birds must have snuck aboard and sold us that soil. Another space bird plot. Begonia, super cool style, aims his big gun at him. Uh, what? What are you doing? You're not talking in the way of an angiosper. You're talking in the way of a coward who's been caught. Begonia, you could still be king, you know. I decided I don't want it. What? Yeah, I'm allowed to say that now that the two choke venoms that wanted to kill me about it turned into a big monster and I let them on fire. I'll tell anybody now. I don't care. I've got responsibilities uh, back on the, uh, the Cavalier. You're going back to the Vanguard? Yeah, after the funeral, of course. I'm going to pay my respects. I'm not the monster. Well, then... Maybe we just agree to sweep this all under the rug. <laughs> Do you want to be king? Is that what's going on? No, no, I just don't want to, uh, I just don't want this to get out. 
You didn't want to take it. You know? The, the plot. Your failed plot. I like to call it an unpleasantness. Listen. I'm going to agree with you here because you know what? The only way you can get good at plotting is if you practice. And the only way to practice is to fail, all right? The only way you truly fail is if you don't get back up. All right? Learn to plot better. Learn not to feck with me. And we're golden, baby. Your lesson learned. You're right. You're right. I was in over my head on this one. And um, I let the choke venoms get to me. Of course. I'll admit it. Yes. They were very devious and I was smart to kill them. Yes. All right. What say we head to a funeral? <laughs> Let's go to a funeral. And Begonia sticks out a branch and shakes his branch. And we we like we have a flower shaped iris out, and then we pull back in, back aboard the CSS Cavalier. Begonia, back in his simple tactician's quarters. Nothing kingly about it, but well, this place does have its charms. Gum. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Bobbley. Written any more good joke set up lately? Yes, but that is not what the Bobbley come to tell you. Mm-hmm. I uh, intercepted a call uh, from a friend of yours. Oh, you intercepted a call? Yes. Uh, uh, his name a uh, Baby Brand. Uh, bad Dream. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, go on. Yes, so I tell him the joke that you and I write together, Bobbley. Uh-huh. Psychic terror, I think was the... Yes, and his head explodes when he hears it. Oh, well done, Bobbley! Well done! Yay! I thought I had to do like 12 more steps to get to that part of the plan. <laughs> you might be a good angiosperm seedling after all. I'm a little girl. <laughs> yes, of course. Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo. Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. 